<clears throat> All right, everybody. Hope you had a good Sunday. Welcome to Real Brothers, Real Brothers for the Real World. Uh, I'm TL, and that's my man Guy. He's another one of our real brothers. It's a gang of us. So if you don't see, you know, either me or Stace, it's, it, when when you see him uh, co-host, he's a real brother. <laughs> Just wanted to get that out there. Thanks, my man yeah. Guy, you got any you got any words that you want to uh, say before we get started? Well, just a, a brief introduction. Um, um, thanks again for inviting me to co-host today. This is the first time that y'all let me co-host. <laughs> so you, we we know you we we know you you up to the up to the task. You know what I'm right, saying? We right. we know you up to the task. Indeed. I just wanted to let everybody know. You know, um, put the put the babies and the kids away because they're not here tonight. <laughs> Yeah, That's right. We let the lion out the cage tonight. He ain't, he ain't moderating me tonight. Right. Not moderating. So I'm going in, and it's, it's going to be like right. that. So if you're easily offended, um, stay. Just right, y'all. Hey, yo, our moderator ain't here tonight. So we, if it gets a little too real, I, hey man, it's just that. It is what it is. It is what it is, but we're going to have a real conversation with real brothers, and I just want to say thanks again for inviting me on to um, share um, whatever I can share to, you know. Um, Anytime, man. Any, always. Just bring hey. to the conversation. All right, so um, let me just go over the topics right now. So we're going to have our topics, and uh, we got four topics for y'all tonight. So the first one is Julius Jones. Uh, he's an innocent guy. Or it's, he's a guy that, that people believe are innocent, and he's been scheduled to be executed next month. And uh, there's all this evidence, you know, to the contrary, um, that he committed this crime. You know what I mean? Uh, and uh, he had, well, hey, God, when did you say his, uh, his next parole hearing is? There's a meeting on Monday morning. Um, at I believe nine thirty, uh, the parole board is meeting um, to discuss his case and you know whether or not uh, they're going to pardon this this fellow or not. Okay, so so one thing we would like uh, for everybody to do, if you can, is to um, I'm gonna put out a link out. I'm gonna put a link out there and and I, and see if I can get people to uh, sign a petition. You understand? So, uh, yeah, let's see if we can sign, see if, see if we can get that petition signed. So our first, our first, our topics for tonight is going to be Julius Jones, integration or segregation. You know what I mean? What, what, do, what, what's the bet in the best interest of our people? All right. The next uh, topic will be the most racist thing that you've ever experienced personally. So uh, that might be a, <laughs> a nice topic. Um, and the last topic is going to be, should CRT and your rights be taught in school? Hey, T.O. Yeah. Can I rewind just a little bit? Because I think it was a topic that we we did um, think to throw in there, and that was integration versus segregation. Uh, yeah, I said that one. Integration okay, okay. versus segregation. I, for it. I, went, I must yeah, yeah, yeah. Right there. Exactly, right. yeah. I'm yep. good now. Yeah. Right. So, um, uh, so what topic would you like to start with? Let's start with, with, um, with Jones. Let's start with Jones. Let's, let's, let's start with Jones. And I think in order to, to, to give folks a little bit of context, let's talk a little bit about, about the case. Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, what brought it, what brought him to this point. And, um, and for folks who don't know, the case is based on, um, well, he was charged with murder, uh, first degree murder. And, mm -hmm. um, he was found guilty uh, by a jury of his peers. Uh, there was later found that this is back in 1999. There was a, a gentleman driving into his uh, driveway with his daughter. They had been on a uh, trip shopping for back to school items. And mm -hmm. in the driveway, they were approached. And that's when, um, you know, the carjacking occurred and he was murdered. Um, there was a, a fella, his co-defendant, Jordan, Chris, Christopher Jordan, I believe was his name, um, who, who pled guilty. Um, right. and um, was sentenced to 30 years based on his plea. Um, and he implicated uh, Jones in the murder. Jones has stated emphatically throughout that he 
was not at the scene. He had nothing to do with it. He was at home with his siblings on that night. And there were some questions about whether or not he was at home and what night it was. The night was in question. Mm -hmm. uh, one of his parents, I believe it was his mother, uh, indicated that on that night uh, she did, he wasn't at home. However, she at some point later uh, uh, um, realized that no, on that night he was. He was home, home. right. Yeah. And his sister, his dad, all of them were, yeah, right. Right, exactly. and, and his family was there. And uh, his alibi was, was never questioned at court. Um, and along with a lot of um, uh, other elements that I, I don't believe were met, but according to the jury, um, the prosecution um, met the requirements for all of those uh, uh, elements in that crime. Um, and he was sentenced uh, to death. And he's exhausted all of his appeals. And the, the prosecutor on the case um, is, 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 is now um, uh, in a position where he is contesting any parole or, or pardon of this, of this young man. So right. that's kind of where we are right now. There was a petition started. There was a documentary, uh, uh, there was a documentary about him and it was uh, put out back in 2018. And um, that documentary was called The Last Defense. And right, um, right after that, there was a petition um, uh, started for, uh, uh, to have him, um, uh, his sentence commuted or, uh, have right. him pardoned. And, and don't leave out that, uh, asshole district attorney, uh, Macy. Traitor. No, Traitor. Macy. Macy. Yeah. He, um, like, uh, one third of his, his, um, death row convictions have been overturned from prosecutorial, uh, prosecutorial, prosecutorial. Mis misconduct right right mm -hmm. okay say that three uh, times but yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah so no, i just want <laughs> you know to give folks a little bit of context so that everybody can be up right. to speed on, on what was going on with um this young man's case and um if they wanted to support you provided the link in uh in the comment section that anybody yeah, can, yeah exactly can click on that link and sign a petition so so mm -hmm. so so tia what, what do you think about it what do you think about uh, the jones case I, I think that that happens all too much in our in our current um, judicial system. Like our 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 people aren't given even the benefit of the doubt. Like it, it it's not even you're innocent until you're proven guilty. You're guilty until until you can prove without a shadow of a doubt that you. It, it's kind of reversed for 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 um, our people. For black people. You, you don't get the benefit of the doubt, right? You, you're not you're not innocent until proven guilty. You're guilty until proven innocent. So one thing, um, in my opinion, he ha he has enough people, uh, given the inf given the facts, right? So there's people that was in 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 the prison that the guy that he was supposedly with that said that he had nothing to do. Like he meant he he. He told people that he didn't have anything to do with it. Like, so, right. so, you know, I mean, even that, and, and you, if you can get people to testify to that, I mean, how are you going to just kill this man? And I know it's Oklahoma, but still like, how are you going to just kill this man for, for something he ain't do? How are you going to have him in jail for 19 years for something he ain't do? Well, you know now I mean? he's been in jail for uh, 22 years. 22 years? He's been That's in since 1990. He's been in jail. Right. Right. right, you know what I'm saying. So, so, I if y'all click that link, you can you can find out, you know, the details that we're talking about about this case. And um, what we what we would like you to you guys to do is to click on the pro, the the petition to sign the petition and have it emailed to the parole board, uh, which they are he already got like million a couple million signatures already. But I think he needs more than that. Like I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know, you know, why you would need more than a million signatures. But well, let's know, say now. I just want to, like you said, I wanted to bring a little bit more attention to his co-defendant, this fellow uh, 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 Jordan, right? Right. Mm -hmm. So it's been said that Jordan. This was said by um, Jones that right. Jordan copped that plea to get a lower sentence. Because they were seeking yeah. death penalty for this kid Jordan too, and they're saying he implicated this kid Jones so that he would receive a lighter sentence and he wouldn't be sentenced to death. Um, and it's said, and it's also been said that Jordan has admitted to um, a bunch of people inside the prisons um, that he was the shooter. He's the person that murdered uh, that fella. And um, now I don't know if he said that Jones was not um, involved at all. 
uh, right. he has stated on a number of occasions to uh, fellow inmates that he did murder him. But, you know, it was staying the reason because he pled guilty. Well, I, I can't even say that it was staying the reason because he pled guilty that he would go on to say that he killed that man because there are plenty of people in our prison systems today um, that pled guilty to crimes that they were not guilty of just because of the pressure that they were placed under um, because they weren't allowed um, exactly. to actually participate in their defense from behind bars. Because, you know, um, a lot of our community members, people that look like me and you, um, are held with with um, uh, uh, with high bails that right. we can't afford to pay. We can't afford to get out, and people are looking for the best and fastest way to get out. So when you entice folks um, with a, 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 a shorter sentence, um, you take the death penalty off the table, right. and you know a host of other things. Um, folks will um, cop a plea. So you know that's the nature of the beast. So um, you know a lot of folks that are inside that cop pleas, they're not necessarily guilty of those crimes they committed. And I wanted right. to also say this. Uh, and this Terry. touch, this once like this touch home for me too, just because my oldest son went through the same thing. It wasn't a murder case, but it you know it was it was a case all you know nonetheless. It was a robbery case. And the guy that actually did the robbery copped the plea. I mean, my son was there. He was, he, he was, what happened to my son is he was walking, uh, you know, in the hood and he got with this boy, one of his dudes that he know from the hood. He's like, yo, my man, do me a favor. I'm about to hit, hit running here right quick and whatever, whatever. Just watch the door for me. You know, I, I he said, all right, I stand here, make sure no cops coming or whatever. I don't you know what I mean, whatever. Which was stupid, I know. That was stupid on his part. I'm not I'm not giving him a pass on that. But the boy said that he did it. You know what I'm saying? So my son did 14 years for that. You know what right. I mean? Right. Like, like that's that's some that's bullshit, right? Mm -hmm. And we had he had, you know, evidence to the contrary, whatever, but they're not trying to hear that. Right. They're right. not trying to hear that, man. It's, well, it's, I wanted to say, as far as that, and I appreciate that, man. A lot of, you know, a lot of black people, um, black men specifically have stories, uh, you know, that are identical. They mirror, you know, the exactly, fundamentals yeah. um, down to a T. In prison right now, in the United States of America, 42% of death row inmates are black men. That's not just people of color or minorities or, um, you know, black and brown people. It's, no, no, it's no. black men make up 42% of the population slated to be executed by the U.S. government. And, and that's, 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 that's just a um, indicator of what the criminal justice system looks like in America, period, because um, exactly. the numbers are disproportionate throughout um, the criminal justice system with regards to incarceration, um, executions, uh, higher sentences, um, lengthier sentences, um, lengthier probation and parole, uh, more strict guidelines while they're under probation and parole. Right. Um, and so it, it stands to reason that there's a number of black folks in prison today that shouldn't be in prison, let alone shouldn't be on death row. And when it comes down to the death penalty, all the way up until 2016, I was um, um, a supporter of the death penalty until- uh -huh. um, until. But see, the, I'm, a, I'm a supporter of it. If if you know a motherfucker killed somebody or, or you know, ruined somebody's family, you know, or something like that, I'm okay with the death penalty. If it's a proof, if if it's proven beyond a, a, a shadow of a doubt that the person did it, and he killed, you know, a, a child, or even if he did something crazy, you know, to, to 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 hurt somebody, then yeah, he get what he get. But see, I'm I'm against it when the evidence is not concrete. You know what I mean? Yeah, see, when it comes to the death penalty, I was a supporter of it for a long time because I felt like a lot of folks do who commit, you know, heinous crimes, violent crimes, crimes against women, um, crimes against children. Um, I felt like those people should be put to death. And you know what? To some degree, I kind of still feel like that. But I'm not a supporter of the death penalty in America. I was asked this question back in 2016, and my answer was I support the death penalty so long as it's doled out equally right 
But the right. problem with that is it will never be doled out equally. And what made me right. change my mind about the death penalty was um, my mentor, Michael Court, and he made me aware, you know, not, I mean, I, was, I may have been aware of it, but he really punched it home um, when he, you know, kind of laid it out for me to, 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 to just kind of let me know, listen, if one person is executed by the government who's innocent, the whole system should be taken apart. We should not allow. Right, and I agree. I agree with that. Like I said, to death. And, right. I, and and I say, all right. So what happens is our government employs and has employed since uh, since the end of slavery this this system called the Southern Strategy, right? Yeah, and that's or the Southern penis system. We even you know, we gonna go to the Southern Strategy, which states or which 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 actually says. We want to disenfranchise black folks, but while we're disenfranchising black folks, there are some white folks who are also going to be disenfranchised because they're going to find themselves similarly situated to these black folks right now. The Southern strategy says, okay, even so, even that being the case, we will sacrifice those white folks for the sake of disenfranchising a larger well, see, percentage of the black population. I, you, and you that, might that, have that mirror, a, that's what mirrors the death penalty. The death penalty is we'll dole out the death penalty because we know we're going to ensnare so many black people in it, but we're willing to give up a white person here and there well, um, but, as long but, as we can do that. But listen to this guy. Like you, like I'm not saying that the death penalty should be taken away altogether, but my my like my feelings about the death penalty comes. Uh, because it's it's hit me personally, right? So I, I know you have a son. Your son just went off to college and, and everything like that. So so picture somebody uh, murdering your son on his on his right in front of his house. Mm-hmm. He, mm-hmm. You, you wouldn't you wouldn't be an advocate of, of stopping the death penalty. I don't think. I would probably you you, that you would want that boy to burn because when when my son died when my mm-hmm. son uh, got murdered. Mm-hmm. They gave this boy. Uh, this happened recently. Uh, they gave him like twenty years. Mm-hmm. So when he get, or was it thirty years? No, it was twenty twenty five years, I think. But when mm-hmm. he gets out of prison, he'll be my age. He'll be able to continue living his life. You know, what I mean, have a family, do whatever he need to do, work, be be. You know, what I'm saying, my son is in the ground. Right. You know, what I'm saying. So I, I don't know. This is just me, but. You know how I roll. I'm an eye for an eye. Listen, you know I, I mean? am too. You kill I'm one a, of mine, I'm going to kill a couple of uh, more. You know what I'm saying? Right, I mean, listen, not, as, but as I'm, a, a parent, I'm not a violent dude, though. You know what I mean? But, right. right. As, a, as a parent, I totally agree with you 100%. If something was to happen to a loved one of mine, I would probably be at that person's door with every weapon in my arsenal yeah. to ensure see, that that see, person does not that walk too. out of that situation. I, I, I thought that, too. But when, see... It was nothing. It was I ain't gonna say it was nothing I could do, but I was at a crossroads, right? Because I know what I was getting ready to do. Mm-hmm. I had came down to Philly, you know, uh, armed up and all that kind of stuff. But the thing is, that goes against what I'm trying to do now, for one, right? And the other thing is. If I'd have went in that guy's house, or if I'd have found him at that time, I'd have killed. I ain't gonna. Let's. That's taking the show to another to the to another thing. But what mm-hmm. I'm saying is, I had the strength not to do it. That's stronger than. That's stronger than have than. It, it took a lot for me not to do that. You understand? Like mm-hmm. it, it took a lot. You right. know, and right. uh, because I'm always screaming, you know, somebody do something, somebody in my family, yo, it's on. Da, 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 da. I mean, I went down there strapped to the gills and all that. But then I had to re- recognize, man, I got nep- nieces, nephews, little kids running around down there. You know, what I mean, and I, I, I just. It I think unless you actually go through that, mm-hmm. it, it's hard to say what you will do. Mm-hmm. And I, I had, I have, I had a lot of responsibilities that I had to think about as well. Like, right, right. You know what I'm saying? So I'm taking, <laughs> I'm taking care. You know, my family. 
uh, my grandkids, my kids and all that. So I had to kind of, that was the hardest thing that, that was the worst thing that ever happened to me in my life. You get what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Yeah, I do. So, I do. Yeah. That's some news you never want to get about, about your child. And yeah. I, listen, I, I agree with you 100%. The only reason why I say I'm not a proponent now of the death penalty is because it affects too many more, too many black people. And the numbers are so disparate. And so many black people are put to death that shouldn't be put to death. That's right. the, that's the reason why, you know, I do believe in an eye for eye two for two, you know, eventually we'll all be walking around with no eyes and gumming our food and shit. But, right. you know, I, I do believe, I, you know, I, I think that until we can find a way to dole out a sentence like that with absolute certainty, I right. just don't think it's something that's going to work for, for folks. That's kind of what led up to this, this, this whole podcast, this whole movement, man. Like I know my, my, my son was killed and, I, I, he he sacrificed. He was sacrificed for this movement. You get what mm-hmm. I'm saying? I like, do. I I wanted to make a difference. Like that's my whole thing. Like if I if I can reach one person, or if I can reach some of these young knuckleheads out here that's just killing each other for nothing, you know what I mean? If I can get them to follow me or to follow us instead mm-hmm. of following this nonsense, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? We we can. Right. That's the only way we're gonna come out of this hole we in. Right. We we our community has to come together and we have to, you know, we have to pull up our people with us. You know what I'm saying? Everything mm-hmm. has to be like a a, a grassroots uh sort of sort of uh undertaking. You you feel what I'm saying? I do. And I think that I think that leads us right into our next topic of integration versus segregation, because you're talking about community and what it's going to take to bring, you know, a lot of us. Hey, that's out a good of, transition. I like that. My man, my man. I like that. I like that. That's good, man. All right. Yeah. So we're going to talk about integration or separation. Right. So uh, the question that came up because we were talking about, uh, well, me and Stacy kind of view this a little bit differently. You know, he's all about integration. And I am too, but to a certain extent. You mm-hmm. get what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. because the thing is, integration is good, but until we have the uh what what's your what's your word? What's your word, guy? Which word? Not equality. Not equity. equality. Equity until we have equity. Right. You know what I mean? We can't yeah. depend on we can't depend on the white people or government or anybody else to take care of our community. We have to start taking care of our own community. So I, mm-hmm. yeah. when I say, so, when mm-hmm. I say about integration and say well wait, so go tell us tell us again where do you stand on integration? So I'm 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 I I so I'm I wish we could be separate. That's what that's what I wish because we could t- if if we was at the point where our young people wasn't killing each other in record numbers or our poverty rate wasn't record numbers, you know, then I would say, okay, yeah, we can integrate because we got our shit together. But until we get our shit together, I think we should be separate until we can heal. Once mm. our communities can heal, then we can reach out and start segregating if we need to or if we want to. But until that time, you know, we have to concentrate on getting a strong community like it used to be. You know, we need mm-hmm. a strong community. That's the, that's what's missing. You know, that crack fucked, the, fucked us up for a while. You right. know, we lost we we lost a couple generations. So we have to we have to kind of backtrack, you know, backtrack and then scoop everybody up and be like, look. We got you. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Well, and, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Yeah. As, as far as integration and segregation go, I, I think I, I was I was once on the side of segregation, right? And that's I think uh, in part and parcel with growing and learning. You have to have the ability to look at things and change, right? So for a while, yeah, I was I was you know even on a I produced a um uh, an EP back in seventeen, I think it was yeah seventeen four years ago. And on that EP, one of the artists, um, East of the Hardhead, shout out to East of the Hardhead. Thanks for participating, Young Blood. You was tight and your verse was sick, and I still remember. This <laughs> <time>. <laughs> 
Like, no, this this is a half a bar. He said, "I'd rather segregate and meditate until it pans out," and that supports what you're saying, right? That was a right, line from, exactly. From, from, yeah. from, that was a bar from a uh, half a bar from a um, a song called um, "The People," and um, he he said, "I'd rather segregate and meditate till it pans out," and I felt that right because my thing is, or was at the time, um, why am I integrating with a group that doesn't want to integrate? that doesn't want me there, I'd rather segregate. But the more I thought about it and gave it, you know, um, more consideration, I feel like it's almost necessary for us to integrate. Number one, because we got to look at history and how we got to where we are today. And we experimented with um, separate but equal. We experimented with that. And that didn't work. Because we don't have the infrastructure. See, that's the thing. That's that's where I, that's why I'm in in the middle, kind of. You know what I mean? We need to integrate because we don't have the infrastructure that that they have, right? right. But right. we shouldn't. I don't think we should depend on anybody helping us. We should help right, ourselves. So, so let's say it like this, okay? So that's the point that I was getting to. There is infrastructure in other communities that is not fully developed in our communities, and that's the exactly. basically yep. for. for it, it, for the most part, the financial infrastructure, right? So our communities breed poverty and that's not, that's by design. That's not some haphazard or accident. That's by design, right? So mm-hmm. if there's an infrastructure in America, right? The, if there's an infrastructure for a community in America, I don't want to be separated from that infrastructure because it's there, right? right. I do want to develop the infrastructure in my community, but we're all Americans. And if there are resources out there that can be used, we need to be in a position at all times to have access to those resources and have access to that support. And if that's in other communities, I'm not, I'm not one to say you're going to shut me out of that community because I don't look like you or because I think I need. To oh, right. In right. Now in, in, in that vein. Yeah. But what I'm saying is like, when, when we talk about integration and separation, Right. Separation to me means that we are fully functional, standing on our own two feet. You know what I mean? We we are um, financing our own projects and our own communities, that sort of deal. But we, we don't have the like I said, we don't have the infrastructure or we don't have the. What's the word? We we're not there yet. You know, you know what I'm foundation. saying? Mm-hmm. Right. We don't have that foundation. So um we right now we really don't have a a choice but to integrate you know what i mean i don't think the choice is a bad choice though i think it's a decent choice because the the if 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 we if if we're looking to change um the situation or how black folks are situated in america it's going to take more than black folks hollering to the world that we need change. It's going to take the world to holler along with black folks and say, yeah, we all need change because it's not just black folks that need change. It's, it's, it's other populations that need to change and conform to black culture, right? Because right. we're here and we ain't going But the thing is, we, can, we can't, we can't, that, so, so the one thing about integration is we can't control how they think. We can't. There's no way for us to control. We've been doing that. We've been trying to, we've been trying to you know, control how they think for a while. We've actually been trying to get them off our necks for a while. So we can't control that part. Only thing we can do is strengthen our communities. So that part doesn't even matter. You get what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. So if we mm-hmm. if we build our own in- infrastructure, like what's wrong with us? Like, I know people have a problem with, uh, we were talking about this last week, about the, uh, about the, um, the sec, not the the integration in the neighborhoods. You know what I'm saying, like the uh, gentrification and all that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. So, and we were going like the pros and cons of gentrification and everything. But what I like, instead of complaining about white folks moving into your neighborhoods, pull your resources together and buy 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 a building just like they did. Well, mm-hmm. You know, buy a building, fix it up, do the same thing, rent it out, live in it, whatever. You know, what I mean? if we keep doing that, like there should be. We should have, this is what we're missing. We should have sort of like a uh, a venture capital, a black venture capital, right? That's financed by our own community. Like each community should have a venture capital group. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that way you, you pull, 
you don't have to be rich to do anything. You pull a couple months. You can sell shares if you want. You mm -hmm. know, you could buy shares of stock in your own neighborhood. You mm -hmm. get what I'm saying? So, mm -hmm. so we could slowly. And that's one of the projects I was when, when I was telling you about. Like I'm so fucking busy all the time. Mm -hmm. That's another project that when when we get our um, community center up, which is probably going to take a couple years, but that's that's on the back burner, right? Mm -hmm. Once we do that, we'll be able to say, I want to I want to set up a program where we could sell shares. We could sell shares of of of, of stock. And purchase a building or purchase, you know, uh, whatever, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And and then communities can get if you if you bought just like the, the just like the, uh, the stock exchange. Right. So if you if you buy and sell, if you buy a certain amount of shares into your community, then you'll get a certain amount back. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Or or to invest more or do whatever. You know what I mean? So that's on the back burner. And I think that will help us to if we could get that going like in different neighborhoods, not just our neighborhood, but get that going like across across like thousands of neighborhoods. Mm -hmm. Then you start seeing the change. And then we could we could and we we we'd be able to fully integrate or whatever we want to do. You know what I'm saying? And then that will also I think that will also curb the violence in our our communities as well. Yeah, you know, yeah, listen, I agree. Ownership ownership in your community is important. When, you know, when you know when you when you carrying a a a a bucket of water, uh you're less apt to spill that water if you're the person that went over to the well and got that and water. And got that water. Exactly. Right. right. So ownership right. in your community, you know, is it, it it means a lot. And I do see the gentrification and all that. And you know, that's that's another that's another move based on race. You know, folks want to move into our communities and but well, we could gentrify our own neighborhoods. Well, we could. We could. <laughs> we could niggify our own neighborhoods. We could. You know what I'm saying? saying? We could. We the, the, right. the problem, the problem is, I think part of the problem is the banks, the appraisers, um, those places who value our property, um, who valuate our property, right? So, and I think, you know, that's a racist system. And and, and thinking about racist systems in America, um, that's a very racist system in America. That's one of the most racist systems in America. And, um, you know, on that note, what's- Well, we can use that against them though, because if they don't value, if they don't uh, give us a high value in our properties and our hoods, mm -hmm. we could buy it all up. We could buy it all up. We could buy it, you know what I'm saying? If they want to wanna... fuck us like that, we mm -hmm. we just buy up everything. You get we what I'm saying? It. They buying it from us. That's what the gentrification is. We own our neighborhoods. They coming in and they taking, you know, they buying it up at, at the at dirt cheap prices because the they the, the property value at present, while the community is um mostly populated by black and brown people, the value, right. they don't value those properties property until white folks come in and they start buying everything up. Then you see a sixty thousand dollar house down at Tempton Burks now is going for half a million dollars. But if while it's sixty thousand dollars, why don't we buy it? You know, you get what I'm saying. Like, why don't we own it, though. the community buy it? Oh, well, then why don't we fix it up? They don't. We don't you have the money. To do it. We can't get. We can't get the value on the property increased to a point um, where there's enough equity in the house so that we can take that equity and fix that property up. So if you have a house and it's is 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 worth say they say it's worth sixty thousand, right? Right. If they, you have families that've been in these houses for generations. Like, generations so you can't right. tell me that they don't have at least ten twenty thousand dollars worth of equity in these homes right there's there's hundreds of thousands of dollars in true equity in these homes after they demolish that property and they put a new building up on that property that property right. is worth it but the problem is getting um the banks and appraisers to appraise those properties at that value um uh prior to this black person selling that piece of property to some other Person of the but see, that's that, and 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 what you just said is part of what I'm that like. That's part of what I'm talking about. Like, we shouldn't we shouldn't be uh, depending on those those banks or whatever. If we had a a a a uh, what do you call those those for funding? Uh, I just yeah, uh, capital investment groups. Okay, stuff mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. We don't need no bank. If we get enough, if we get enough people in our community to 
to put money together to fix up. Yo, man, we can we can fix just like these white people do. We can fix up a building, sell it for whatever we're gonna sell it for. Take that money, buy another bill. I mean, it's the it's the same. Like for us to do it is no different for us to do it than how they do it. But we just don't we just don't put that we don't put that effort into that like that. And a lot of what you're talking about, TL, is based in critical race theory. And it's based in education or the miseducation or the uneducation of black folks. And and I Which think we're gonna be talking about in a little bit too. Right? I think we slide right into it now. Um, oh, okay. As, you know, that's that's what I'm thinking. You know, because this is a part of critical race theory, and this is a part of education. There's a lot of people in our communities, me included. <clears throat> I don't have I don't have my my finger on the pulse of um, the real estate market across the country in my state or even in my city. You know, I do keep my eye on property values in my neighborhood and in my community because I want to know what what the value of my property is, and I want to know you know, um, what the market looks like. Um, right. and you know, so that, that's one thing. However, critical race theory teaches us things like, um, redlining, which right. is, um, one of the main factors in us not being able to, um, build equity in our homes. Right. Mm -hmm. Because it's just like, okay, just like, just like in South Africa, you, there was a, there, there, there was a divide, there was a border on one side, you would see the population, um, 10 times as dense as it was on the side of the minorities, the, the ruling um, class in South Africa, mm -hmm. right? So the right. same thing happened in America where if you if you took a step back and you looked at it like from a Google Maps above, you could see those lines. You could see where the population was densely packed in by design. And you could see where the population was loosely packed in um, so that folks could enjoy privacy. They could enjoy a different quality of life. Right. Right. And, mm -hmm. and now that these metropolitan areas are up and coming and people want to live in them and they want to be close to everything that's popping and everything that's going on. They want to be a part of this culture in our cities. Right. Now they say, OK, you can move back into those communities. We'll increase the the property value once you get back in there um we just gotta you know and that's i think that's just all a part of like critical race theory and i think that that piece along with several other pieces mm -hmm. are pieces that should be taught in our schools at um at the grade school level starting at the grade school level i think children can start to understand um about critical race theory in, in early on in their education sixth grade fifth grade third grade fourth grade especially in, in high school yes because you got to prepare these kids to move on into life and not only should they learn about critical race theory i think they should learn about their rights as a citizen in america because just because right. you're under 18 that don't mean you don't have rights right. in america because you do and they enjoy teach history rights. but they don't teach history you feel what i'm saying like well, that's critical they, race theory. Critical race theory is going to yeah, teach they don't the history. Teach, they don't history teach real history. Right, right, right. 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 It's whitewashed right. and it's watered down. I mean, it's just right. like the term slavery. Everybody says slavery, slavery. Slavery don't hold this. It's not this It's not this term that people identify with terrorism. It's not, it's not a word that people identify with rape. It's not a term that people identify with murder. It's not a right. term right. that people identify with terrorism. But slavery is that fundamentally it's that at its basics racism right. i mean slavery was something that you had to terrorize people you know in slavery you raped men you raped women you know you you you, you yeah. would cut off a man's genitalia stick it down his throat hang him from a tree you know tie a man to the ground and and and, right. and, and put the strap across his back give him and i think that strikes. got a lot to do with the, the way they was treated too the way who was treated uh black folks back in the day yeah. When they was cutting off dicks and sticking them in their mouth and hanging people and all that. That shit yeah. was jealousy, bro. It was. was yeah, it was jealousy. They like, how this nigga got a dick like that? Like, Call it what it is. It's called Big Dick Envy. <laughs> like, it's, called, it's, called, it's called Big Dick Envy, bro. Yeah, like, for like real. yeah, for real. It is what it real. is. It is what it is. Like, they like, man. Yeah. Right. That's, that's, and that's another reason why uh, they don't like uh, black uh men to be with white women because it is because of that, that that what they believe to be um yep. a physical characteristic that you know black folks are well endowed which right. listen i ain't never walked around looking at nobody's nothing you know what i'm saying i don't know what nobody right. else got right i got my own that's <laughs> you know what I'm saying? right exactly right. I, i'm a gal when i go to the bathroom you know what i mean right I yeah you know i'm saying right right, right. Too, that's their business you know that's your jewels and all that but that was you know but a lot of that fear was perpetuated just to continue that that peculiar 
um, um, right. institution of slavery. Right. You know what I'm saying? And right. I think that was the know, strangest shit ever, though. Like, why would you yeah. cut a man's? You know what I mean? Why would you? Why would you do that? There's right. no, there's no other reason that you would do that, and other than other than like envy, right? Right. And also to emasculate. Right. You know, one one way to control that uh, that population <clears throat> was to emasculate the men and remove any type of authority um, from that man that he may have over his family, over his wife, over his children, um, and and to, to 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 strike terror and fear in those other folks, the the all the men, you know. So right. that was a exactly. way to control a mass population, like a large group of millions of men and women. And, and here's here's the crazy shit. Like this is the like before I start reading, like I only hardly even watch TV anymore. Like I just read a lot of shit and you know what I mean? I do my I don't know, it, 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 I I got this thirst for knowledge now, right? Mm-hmm. And I just recently kind of found out that slavery really wasn't over. It's it still really isn't over. No. Mm-mm. The penis system is live and alive and well, right? Well, here's what happened with the peonage system. There was actual peonage that 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 went on from 1863 to 1867, full fledged. The 14th Amendment, right? Well, it wasn't the 13th Amendment. The 13th Amendment, and it wasn't. And and, and, what that was a way to continue slavery, right, throughout the states. And in 1867, when it was outlawed, they still continued it. The first, I don't believe that the first man was. Uh, convicted of peonage until the early 1900s. I want to say it was 1908. That so it continued is what I'm and saying. And it's still continuing. Look it at does. look at it's, that prison industrial complex, right? Bail That's is, whole... is, is peonage. Uh, restitution is peonage. You know, I think anytime you hold a human being in bondage over a financial well, obligation right. or That's an alleged, an no alleged other, financial you know obligation right. and you're forcing that man into like labor or whatever it is, that's peonage, basically, you know. Basically, so, in a nutshell, um, right. Yeah, but you know our government isn't going to acknowledge that, and they aren't going to say, "Listen, this is what we've been doing to y'all, and uh, we're going to chill now." Like, come on, it's not, it's not going to happen. Yo, let me, let me, let me, let me tell you something. Like when I was young, we was, I, I remember you you said something about South Africa a, a little while ago, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And, and uh, then apartheid, right? Right. When I was younger, when I was young, I I used to you know look at when they was talking about apartheid over in Africa and Nelson Mandela being locked up and, you know, the whole nine over there, uh, you know, people being killed and the racist shit that goes on over there. And I was like, I used to get mad or feel sorry for them. But I'm like, God damn, apartheid is, is, is here. We, we right. have it just as much apartheid here as we, as, as Africa. Right. Right. I think that, I think, no, no. And, and that's a shock. That was a well, shock to the system. Well, you know, some, some, <laughs> I, was, some of the, yeah. I was like, God damn. I'm, I'm talking yeah. about them. I'm a fucking slave myself. I need help over here. Yeah. Right. But, you know but here with a door banger though. So it's, what you're saying is that was, that was even you watching somebody else being a victim of racism while you're a victim of racism yourself didn't identify with the racism that you were a victim of. Right. right. Mm-hmm. So I think that leads us into something else that we want to talk about. The most racist thing that you've been exposed to in your life. And I say that because, uh, and I want to introduce that topic with this context before we even elaborate or really get into that topic. In our lives, we've been subjected to racist systems that we don't necessarily even know Understand. that we've been subjected to when something <laughs> right. racist is happening to us it's sometimes to us that, that we don't even know about. <laughs> we don't even know this shit is racist we're right. like what the fuck was that and then <laughs> three years later you're like that was the most <laughs> racist God, shit damn, like, like, yeah. what happened like yo listen right. the question, here, here the question and i'm gonna I'm I'm give you my answer and i'm gonna see where you go with that the question uh-huh. on the topic or the prompt was what's the most racist thing you've experienced personally right, right. personally and I gave that some thought. I thought that over. I thought it over because so much racist shit has happened, right? Right, right, life, yeah, right. right. I'm getting there 50 <laughs> years old, so I got a half a decade worth of experience to share with folks. But would I say the most racist, the most racist thing that's happened to me in my lifetime was being arrested. That was the most uh, racist you took thing. My, uh, now I got to think of another one because you just took my job. <laughs> oh, did I? I take some drink. <laughs> Yeah, but I'm saying, and, and not just any time that I've been detained by law enforcement, but 
when I was a youngster, when I was a, I was a teenager, I was 16 years old and I had been um, arrested and charged with crimes. And I didn't understand the crimes. The crimes was like possession of an instrument of crime and possession of a deadly weapon, a bunch of shit, right? And right. I was like, what the fuck? Not until later on in life, when I look back and I said, damn, there was no crime that was committed. There was no victim of any crime. Um, and they wanted to sock it to you, right? And if I had been a little white boy, Walking around with a screwdriver in my pocket, they, they would have took <laughs> that screwdriver and said, "Little right. boy, go ahead home somewhere." Yeah, if yeah, I would have exactly. given the same excuse, I'm going to fix my bike. And mm. I was a little white kid. They was like, "Well, get your ass home, go go fix your bike." Tell your mom and dad I said hello. I'll see them down at the lodge next week or some shit like that. But because mm. I was a black kid, they hit me with charges that I'm like, "Y'all trying to roof a young boy for for a, exactly. for, a for a screwdriver." So a, a little black kid with a screwdriver, I'm that much of a threat to society? Like, right. there's that, no way that possible that I can be using a screwdriver because I'm 15 years old and I got a fucking newspaper route and my bike had a flat tire and I just took the fucking inner tube to the gas station and put some air on it since I patched it up. And now I'm going back home <laughs> right. to put the fucking tire inside of the, put the inner tube inside the yo, tire. Yo, chill, chill, B. You having flashbacks <laughs> and shit. Chill, chill. <laughs> Chill. <laughs> I ain't never seen a dark skinned brother turn red before. Chill, chill. I'm just saying. I'm just, but you know what I'm saying? Like, that shit is real. Like, that was some yeah. racist ass shit. Yeah. Like, I got a cop drawn just like that, too. That but fucked with my I'm, whole life, Terry. Like, that fucked with my entire life. I know. Until this yeah. point. Exactly. That was the exactly. most racist thing that ever happened to me. And it's fucked up because that shit follows you. Right, it still follows me today. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I was going to talk about that too, but I got even. I got another one. Mm-hmm. Like, so you know, I'm 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 in the corporate world, right? Mm-hmm. And even even though I'm in the corporate world with my job and all that shit, I still do me. You know what I'm right. saying? Right. You, you know what I'm saying? Guy, I got to do me. You know what I mean? So I'm gonna put. I don't know if I get in trouble for putting this company out there. And this is this hat. Huh? Don't put the company out there. No, fuck them. Fuck them. Because no, they was it. racist. Fuck them. They was All racist. Right. So I am All gonna right. put them out there. So you Yo. chose violence today. Fuck it. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> now look, so when I was in Philly, when I was still living in Philly, I worked um at Subaru mm-hmm. in Jersey, right? Right, right. That's the I will not buy a Subaru. To to till to like today, I will never buy a Subaru, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I had um, I had this dude, and he was like supposed to be the manager or whatever, like that. Yo, man, he was on my shit constantly, constantly. Then mm-hmm. I had to pull the ball to the side, like you know what I mean, like like look, I don't I don't know what your problem is, but I'm here to do a job, whatever. You know what I mean? You, if I'm not doing my job, that's one thing. But all this extra stuff, you know what I mean? I was fired after that, but still, you're not gonna you're not gonna just say anything to me or 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 do it or treat me how you wanna treat me. And right. that's not me being like, you know, uh, you know, an angry black man and all that. But mm-hmm. you if I just if I respect you, you're gonna respect me. Right. And he he was close to getting his ass whooped inside that place. Mm-hmm. But I was trying to be on my professional shit, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. so I, I I pulled him to the side. You know what I mean, Bruh, Let me let me let me explain to you what this is, because maybe <laughs> let me let me, me, me holler at you for a minute, right? And it wasn't it wasn't no it wasn't all hype, and I wasn't all ranting and raving and all that shit, mm-hmm. bro. Let me let me let me holler at you real quick, right? Right. And then I, I told him, come, like, come take this walk with me, bro. Right. Yep. Next day, mm-hmm. no, same day. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, don't come back tomorrow. Right, All right fuck it. You know right. what I mean? I could do what I do anywhere. Fuck right. this place. Right. You know what fuck I mean? Job. Hey, yo, Subaru. If anybody in here got a Subaru or knows anybody that worked at Subaru, Subaru can go eat a bag of dicks. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. 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 In fact, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying. Listen, I had a, I had an experience similar to that on a job I was on, and I had spent a lot of time at this gig, and I really performed, right? I really showed my ass, like I made I made good money with these folks, right? And yeah. um, 
and it was a it was a it was a fella. I'm not gonna put him out there. I'm not gonna say his name. He knows who he is. He might even be watching. Um, he white guy, right? And um, and you know, for the most part, he's a cool white dude. He's a cool dude. You know, I don't even want to say cool white dude. He's a cool dude, right? Um, to some degree, I kind of liked him. You know what I mean? He was all right with me. You know what I mean? He was, right. he was a little wild. I kind of liked him a little bit. You know what I mean? He get tuned up and act a whole fucking fool. I'm like, oh shit, man, man, wild. But his performance at one point at the gig was slacking. It was off. His performance was off. And now he, he was good at his job when he wanted to be, but this particular couple, you know, months or whatever, he had a stretch where he wasn't performing. Right. So they called him and, you know, listen, bro, you ain't performing. It's that other thing. I don't know what the conversation was, but I know somewhere in this conversation, <laughs> I wasn't there. So oh, oh, at some oh. point in this conversation, they mentioned my name. They had to. After their meeting, after their meeting, the vice president called me into his office. He said, guy, you got a second. I want to meet with you for a minute. I said, yeah, what's up, bro? He said, listen, I was meeting with such and such and so-and-so. He said that he's not performing well because you keep picking on him. <laughs> yep. I, said, I said, what? I, I said, you said I'm picking on him. I said, do me a solid. Call main man in the office right now because I, I think I, think I want to address him face to face. Right. This, is a, this is a man you're talking about, right? Mm-hmm. It's not a woman. She's not going to come in. She's not going to cry. And You know, after I voice my opinion, let him know what I think and all that. <laughs> so bring this grown-ass fucking man who's telling right. you that he can't perform right. his fucking functions at work. Because, See, we, we, we tripping know, now because Stace ain't here to Stace ain't here to, to talk us down. <laughs> we on the ledge like a motherfucker. Yeah, we, we on the ledge like... like... <laughs> <laughs> but I, no, man, but the thing is, like, and, you wouldn't and, bring the boy into the office, though. Right. I had to go take the like, boy like on the shoulder and ask him to come outside about Right, that. right. You don't and know I how many... Him, like, man, man, don't do that. Don't, if, you, if your shit jammed up, take that on the chin. Eat that. That's not for you to share. To right. say, um, if you, and not to mention, if you thought I was picking on you, bro, you were Why grown, you ain't say something? You were grown-ass like, fucking man. He like 5'10", right. weighed about right. 280. I'm 5'8", right. and I weigh all of 170. And I'm like, bro... Like you couldn't say yeah, to me that I was picking, picking on, you. on you. Why you ain't say something or like, like you know what I mean? Yeah, I that that has happened to you know what they this this is the title that they give you in the corporate world, right? Mm-hmm. They say you're unapproachable. That's the word mm-hmm. they use. Mm-hmm. You know how many mm-hmm. times that they have said that I'm unapproachable? Mm-hmm. A That's lot. Crazy. That's crazy. And it's crazy. Like I'm I'm a professional. So you can come to me if you got a problem or you can come to me if you need help. You can come to me. You know, I'm good at my job. So a lot of people come to me for help and all that. Mm-hmm. But I've been told that, you know, people won't. People are scared of me at work or people like, you know, what I mean, like scared of me. I'm I'm sitting up here and provide, I don't even say like if I don't say nothing to them, they won't say nothing to me. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. that's to me. That's them being unapproachable. Right. 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 I get that bro, all the time, bro. At my at, at the gig I was at, I made it a point to be unapproachable. I didn't want anybody talking to me. And your line of work, people had to talk to you because of of the, your profession and the service right. you provide. In my right. line of work, I didn't have to talk to a fucking soul. If I knew my job and I knew what I was responsible for and what I was supposed to be doing, it was almost like me being self-employed. I'm responsible for you know the revenue that I generate the whole nine yards. And what 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 I did, and it got to, I'm going to tell you the point that it got to with me and these people, because I realized, you know what, guy, the best way to not have a misunderstanding with these white folks that I work with is to not have an understanding at all. If we don't right. have an understanding, you can't misunderstand and shit. you can't misunderstand. So the, if I don't so say the, shit, you can't right. say I said shit, and you can't get it, you can't construe it different. Bro, I didn't have to be a team player. It wasn't nobody on my team. I was on my own team. I was doing my thing. I knew my job and I was doing, you know, better than anybody in that office that I worked with. You know what I'm saying? So I, it got so bad that it got to a point where this dude would speak to me in the hallway every day. I'd walk in, in the morning. He'd be coming upstairs. I'd be going downstairs or something like that. And he would speak to me every morning. And it got to a point where I had to stop him and be like, listen, bro, every time you stop and talk to me, and it takes like three minutes out of my day because you want to tell me this, you want to tell me that, you want to ask me about the fucking game and all that shit. I said, this is, I said, based on based on my, my my salary, this is how much I make per hour. And if you break that down per minute, this is how much I make. Unless you want to pay me for this fucking time it takes out of my day every fucking morning to come in here and speak to you, I would suggest you walk the fuck on by and don't have a word to say to me because I ain't you taking money out of my pocket. 
Right, right. And I was, listen, I, I listen. It's, it's, it's folks that will attest to that because that's the way it was with me. Because I didn't want no contact. I didn't want to speak to nobody. I didn't want nobody fucking right. speaking to me. I don't want you coming around me. I don't want well, you listen. were you you were unapproachable for real by design, bro. By design. <laughs> by design. See, I, I try. I try when I'm in the corporate environment. I ain't gonna lie. I try not to be unapproachable. You know what I'm saying? I don't mm. try hard, but like mm-hmm. if you come up to me and speak, I'm gonna speak. If you come up to me, you know what I mean, say, you know, whatever, 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 as long as it ain't no shit that's out the way, mm-hmm. hey, you know what I mean, we can talk, whatever. But you come with that bullshit, and the corporate, the corporate, ter- Terry is gone. Then you get right. TL. You right. know what I'm saying? Right. That's the right. difference. Like, right. TL is in the, I mean, Terry is in the corporate, the corporate world. Right. But TL is that same nigga from Patton Street in North Philly. Right. You get what I'm right. saying? Right. So <laughs> it, it's a certain way you got to like, I'll respect you if you respect me. That's the way I roll. Let me tell you this. And 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 as far as like the the most racist thing, there was a there was a thing I experienced from a black person. And this may have actually been the most racist thing that I've experienced. Now that I'm thinking about it, because now we're going back to employment. It was a fella I was working with. And um, this fella had he was in a he was in a management role right i was not in a management role i didn't I, I chose not to be in management i had been in management for years right but i chose not to be in management at this at this company they had offered it to me several times i said nah they don't make no fucking money and blah 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 right, right. so you know he comes in in the door you know um he gets his little managers checking all that which it wasn't even probably a third of what I was making, but he's happy. You know, he walked around pounding his chest. I'm the man in charge. He flexing his manager muscle and all that dumb ass shit. <laughs> manager muscle. Listen to this shit though. One day I'm walking by him. This brother, brother, he's a brother. He's going to say to me, um, he called me some dumb ass, stupid ass fucking nickname. He said, Hey, what's up? Cappy. And I'm like, bro, call me guy. That's my name. Just call me guy. He call you. Cappy, like I guess you would spell it C A P P Y. So I walk, I walk by. As I walk by, I say, "No, nah, just just call me Guy. That's my name." I go into the restroom. I come out, and he's he says, um, "Uh, I was just, I was just. Uh, that was a term of endearment or whatever." And I was like, "No, nah, bro, just 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 use my name. That's cool. I'm good with that. Just call me Guy." So I go back to my desk. Later that week, it wasn't even three days. I'm walking past this man, and he's going to say, "Good morning, sir." I said, didn't I tell you my name was Guy? <laughs> he said, but I was giving you respect. I said, no, no. no respect respect me by calling me, me what name, I asked you to name. call me. Right. I asked you to call me Guy. He said, we got to talk about this. We got to go in the office. I said, all right, let's go in the office. So you telling me if I come to you and I ask you for something that you're not going to acknowledge me? I said, only if you call me my name. He was like, so what do you do when the owners um, come to you and they got a request? I said, ask any of the fucking owners that I've worked with here for all of these fucking years. What they call what, Would they address me? They would address me by my fucking name. Yeah, but I said, listen, bro, if you can't call me my fucking name, then you don't even have any don't requests Don't say nothing for to me. me then. You, you ain't got, got no requests for me. And I feel like because all of those other folks at that office that didn't look like me, whose, whose skin tone wasn't the same as mine, they didn't have the same amount of melanin in their skin as I had. He respected them. And called them by their name. Called them by right. their name. Don't call me Slick. I, I mean, I've been called, hey, what's up, Slick? I, you just get a look like I will come over there and literally beat your ass. And then well, they I won't even turn, turn around. around real quick. Now, in some environments, that's cool. In some environments, right. that's cool. But if you're in a business setting, a corporate setting, and you and, and that's the way you behave towards other right. people of color, that's, that's, that's I think that's, that was a tool of racism by the people who own the company. Right. Right, you understand right. what I'm saying? And, you ain't gonna um, call me by my name. I, 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 I get it. Cause that's the first that, thing uh, that they. That's the first thing that they did to black folks that they dragged over here on them dumbass ships back in uh, uh, 1619, which changed their right. fucking names. That I was hate the first this thing one they too. Did. I hate this one too. Hey, bro. Nah, nah. Don't do that. Don't, don't, don't do that. Hey, call, bro. You can't. I'm not your brother. First of right. all, right. You know what I mean? Don't, don't right. do that. Right. You know what I'm saying? I'm right. not a. I, you know, I'm in the corporate world, but I, I, I'll tell you the, the honest to God, truth, guy. I'm not a, I'm not above whooping somebody's ass in the office. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The right, best right, thing right. that ever happened to me, the best thing that ever happened to me was me working from home. <laughs> right, for real. right, I, right. For real. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. For real. I'm, I'm dead ass, man. I, I've been, 
like I got a long, I got a long hist work history, mm -hmm. but I got a lot of jobs in that work history because I'm, I'm man. Some I, I tell somebody to kiss my ass quick. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I think, I think too I many jobs you. out here to take somebody bullshit. Right, and I, I agree with you. I, I think I think I've reached a point in my career now where it's like, I, I I don't have I don't have any issues like that with my gig now. You know, um, right. I was able to when I when I wrote out my personal statements for law school, I was able to really think about what I wanted to do with my career, what I wanted to do with my my professional life. And right. three years later, where I am today, I would say seventy percent of the things that I wrote down in my personal statement. I'm actually doing right now, you know, so um, it's not even like work. It's like um, I really enjoy doing what I do now. And um, right. and so I don't really and I don't I haven't experienced any 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 racist behaviors in the um, place where I'm working now. I'm thankful for that. You know what I'm saying? Because, yeah. um, you know, I know now I know better ways to handle that shit. And I'm, right. I'm glad that I haven't been put in a position where I have to, you know, address anything like that in the office. Yeah. <clears throat> And so, then even though I'm even though I'm still in in, in corporate America or whatever like that, you see how I look. Like I don't go in. I don't, if I gotta go in the office, I don't go in a bandana and all that shit. But I'm not mm -hmm. shaving. I'm not cutting my hair. Mm -hmm. You get what you get. Long as I right. long as I can do my job, I'm not cutting my crown ever again. Like right. I used to have locks all down my back before you know when I was in Philly. Mm -hmm. Before I left, when I left Philly. You know, I had long locks, and right. then I, I was like, man, I gotta fit in with the, you know, what I mean, I was like, yeah, yeah, they're gonna act a certain type of way if I got these locks and the beard and but, all that shit. But you know what they saying now? Not right now. You know, it's, it's courts all over the country saying it's okay for you black folks to wear your hair natural the way it grow out. Your yeah, and, now. but I, I, ain't I, shit. I, I wasn't paying attention to the court so much as my my. I felt like I was selling out when I cut my hair a little bit. You know, what mm. I, mean? I felt like I was like I wasn't being me. Right. So. So in a way, COVID was a good thing for me because I ain't been to no barbershop and none of that shit. So I said, <laughs> fuck it, I'm going to get my locks back. Right. And right, now, right. you know, what I mean, I ain't never cut my crown again. ever. Right. I don't blame yeah. you. I don't blame yeah. you. All right. Well, I think we done reached the end of that role. Um, All right. Anybody got any comments or questions or anything they would like to add before we get off the air? We appreciate everybody listening, and uh, you know, I'll ha we'll have we'll have our moderator back next week, <laughs> so the shit won't go off the rails as bad. But you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, so y'all probably gonna be saying goodbye to me for a week or something. State's probably gonna be yeah, punishing no, me. Yeah, God, you man, you 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 man, you you was the moderator this week. You, you went from <laughs> topic that? to topic, hit them joints like bang, bang, bang. All right, yeah. Yeah. All right, cool. I was trying to make sure I did my part. Yeah, so like I said, man, hey, we 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 interchangeable. You feel what I'm right. saying? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Facts. Yes. Yeah. Hey, but before you let us out, before you shut it down, I just want to say again, thanks for letting me for allowing me on. Thanks for letting me co-host. I appreciate that shit. So now y'all know going forward, anytime you need a co-host and y'all don't mind violence. Oh yeah. I, I, hey, me. we I'm had you, we we had you on speed dial anyway. All right, you know so what I'm saying? Because when I right. had my little issue back, you know, back when, you know what I'm saying? We, man, right, we, we, right. we, we, we know what type of brother we working with. You know what I'm saying? All right, so, yeah, so you it's know all good, man. All you right. a real hey, brother for real. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I you felt like that. Listen, um, go Eagles. Oh, yeah. um, they won the day. Oh, yeah. So. You know, Jalen hurt nice them boys. <laughs> you know, the Heisman Trophy winner, that kid Davis, he went bananas. Yeah, so, yes, sir. Yeah, it was a good game. It was a good game. I felt yeah. good about it. I, I got to see like four more games before I'm like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, but they, they did good. They did good. Yeah, they did. Somebody, I know somebody just didn't put Dallas on my damn, uh, on the comments. Come on now. Patricia Dallas. said that. Patricia Trigger Edwards. Come on, Patricia. Come on, Pat. Come on now. On a good note and all that, and you're going to – come on. Yeah, we, 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 you're going to end our show on a bad note. Come on, Pat. One of, these, one of these kids is doing her own thing. One of these kids is not the same. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, y'all. So we uh, we going we gonna to end it on a – I guess we ended it on a bad note now. Uh, yeah, so, thanks, uh, Patricia. 
Oh, we got a comment saying hi, Lang. Ah, yeah. You know, I just grounded her up. That's I know. All. Yeah, yeah. I see you. I see you, guy. You got you got fans on this joint already. You know what I'm saying? Trying to redeem herself. They gonna vote me off this joint. They gonna be like, fuck that. Get the guy back. They gonna vote me off the island. So, so guy, last thing, man. Uh, we do want to get together eventually on the, on the community center shit. I wasn't supposed to say nothing about it. Sorry, Stace. Uh, but, <laughs> but we, we working on, we, we got a lot of shit working in the background and, you know, it's just a couple of us, uh, right now. That's what, and it, and it takes, it takes, it takes, you know, it takes a lot of planning and it takes a lot of money and it takes a lot of resources. So we, we, we trying, we trying, we, we, you know, we trying to get our community where it needs to be. So, uh, y'all just. You know what I mean? Y'all, y'all just uh stay tuned, okay? Promise. Promise. Same. All right. So um I we'll talk to y'all next week, same time, Sunday at eight. And uh glad we can have you in our digital neighborhood. Thanks for showing up, everybody. We appreciate you. Peace and have a great week. All right.